and welcome back to the Moonshine <laughs> Jesus Show. So if you are just joining us, welcome. And if you were a part of our first broadcast, sorry about that. We're going to start things all over again and glad that you could join us today. I want to remind Absolutely. you that ProgressiveChristianity.org sponsors the Moonshine Jesus Show. I hope you'll check out all of their wonderful resources. And today I am here with my good buddy, Mark and Mark is on vacation, right. sitting in front of the ocean. How are you today, Mark? Man, I am doing just fine. It's I, actually no, it's horrible. What do I say? It's horrible. I, I'm surrounded <laughs> by sand and salty water. I mean, how can anyone enjoy this? Yeah, stuff? All, the, all this wind. It's, just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. How do, it sounds absolutely awful. It, it is. I don't, <laughs> I feel I don't bad recommend for you. it. I don't recommend it to anyone. I, I I will come and experience this on behalf of everyone. I'll make the sacrifice. You don't have to do it. Well, thank you for taking that <laughs> for us, Mark. And the rest of us will just sit wherever we are, uh, living vicariously through you at the beach. <laughs> so we are glad that you can join us today. We hope that you will follow Absolutely. us on social media, both the Moonshine Jesus Show and ProgressiveChristianity.org. And I need to remind you, we're talking mm. about She-Hulk today. And if you yeah. haven't seen it, this is not a spoiler-free zone. It is oh, no. filled with spoilers. You're going to find out a lot of things. Here's something else I need to tell you, though. Mark and I have been pitching yeah, yeah. an idea back and forth. Mm. Mark and I liked we, we we like to spend time together so much, and we're so we <laughs> like into the stuff that we talk about right. that a lot of times we hang out afterwards and we talk for a while, and Mark... Yeah. Wouldn't it be fun if some other folks joined us? Do you think that might be a fun thing? I, I think it. I think it would be great. You know, you and I have actually. With what people don't realize, I don't know just from talking to them that, that there is no script in the Moonshine Jesus Show. We we have an outline of what we're doing. We don't know what the other person came hoping to talk about. We it's, it's all clue. us having a genuine conversation, and sometimes the best conversations happen after we turn the cameras off. And we started going, you know, yeah. it would be fun to have not just us, but have other people there participating and throwing their two cents in. So we thought, what if we did like a very low entry, like $5 a month or something, where we have a new login that we send out after the show and everyone could join us after each show and we could have this collective conversation. Because like, you, I mean, right? Some of the best conversations happen there. Absolutely, they do. And we know that, like, from following the comments, that you all have some incredible thoughts yeah. on these shows, too. And sometimes yeah. they're deeper than anything we ever came up with. So we would love <laughs> for you all to be a part of are. the conversation. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. that's right. And I can guarantee you, Mark, that after we yeah. have finished our drinks, uh, these folks mm. that are coming in, they're going to have a lot, a lot of thoughts that are, that are more coherent Absolutely. than we're going to have. By you would think so, or, yeah, though, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I would expect it. I, drinks, I would imagine. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of drinks, what are you drinking? Yes. Well, uh, you know, I am here on vacation, so my selection is limited mm -hmm. of what we're going to do, but I still wanted to do something yeah. Hulk-themed. So I remember yes. that first episode where they're uh, at his bar that he's got there at the beach in Mexico. And I, in my head, I remember them maybe margaritas, certainly at least bars in Mexico, make me think of margaritas. So I, I did something with a, an item I already have. Well, I wanted it to be green. So I happen to have, not advertising for them, a truly lime margarita hard seltzer. But, you know, in the show, She-Hulk, both She-Hulk and her counterpart, 
are kind of Jennifer, her counterpart Jennifer are are kind of uh, let, let's let's call them snarky, I guess, a little spicy, you know, mm-hmm. around the edges. I and so I wanted right. something spicy, mm-hmm. and so I had made for a different drink that we like to have at cocktail hour while we're at the beach. I had made a, a cracked pepper infused vodka. So I, mm. I, I took a, a whole shot of the regular drink off of this and put that in on top and then moved it around, shook it up. Uh, and I have already tasted this. And, man, it is delicious. I, I will be doing this again. I, though, am much more interested in what a man of resources like yourself decided to go with for his She-Hulk drink. <laughs> a man not limited to uh, the the cocktail whatever, bridge or whatever. Whatever yes, happens uh, yes. right. Well, okay, so this is also inspired by the first episode, Mark. And do you remember this scene where Jen and her cousin Bruce Banner are in the car and they're driving? And this is before she gets her She-Hulk powers. There are many things that are brilliant about She-Hulk, but this is one of the things I think is the most brilliant. She has come up with a life hack to eat Cheetos without getting Cheeto dust yeah. all over Do <laughs> no, you remember what it was? No, no Cheeto fingers. She uses chopsticks. She uses chopsticks, yeah, right? I, I had this uh, this moment where I'm like, man, I should have thought of that. That's great. And so <laughs> I have got a drink that is inspired by that. It's called the Cheeto Hulk. The Cheeto oh, Hulk drink nice. here. Okay. And I've got to tell you, Mark, this sounds kind of disgusting, and I, uh, I can't wait to see what it's going to oh no. taste like. You, right, you know, so well, you and I have had of? this conversation. Yeah, you and I have yeah. had the conversation, you know, that we've never oh, yeah. had anything right. gross. I think this one might be the gross one. Okay, no, so I'm going to tell you what it's okay. made up of. All right. Okay. Vodka, lime juice. Right. Right. It's simple syrup with okay. Cheetos, right. ginger beer, Mountain Dew, and I've got this lime wedge with Cheeto dust all over it. So let's see. I, I'm kind of with you to the Cheeto simple syrup stuff. That sounds interesting. You know, it kind of tastes like um, a teenage boy playing video games. That's that's this yeah. is what it tastes like. That's you what know, that that's Mountain that, Dew Cheetos. Yeah. That, that Cheetos. is the vibe I'm get getting when I'm together. drinking this. Yeah, I can that's see right. that. I eh. can see that. It's not really bad, but it's not like uh, you, you don't want to make it uh, at cocktail hour for your wife when you're trying to impress her. I can tell you that. It, it's not it's not a sophisticated drink. But you know what? No. For She-Hulk, <laughs> I'm willing to drink it. Cheers, All Mark. All right. Absolutely. Cheers, sir. Here's to uh, another great show. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. Today we're talking about She-Hulk. Uh, and for those who may not be familiar, She-Hulk is a comedy about a somewhat snarky and mildly dorky Jennifer Walters who isn't fully able to be herself, but is ready to prove her significant chops as a budding big city lawyer. Uh, it's, it's Basically, it's a comedic look at the very real everyday struggles of a professional and as society basically tries to uh force standards and expectations on them that aren't required of men there's just there's just there's this one thing she happens to be a hulk 
so <laughs> she also has to handle with what being a hero looks like on top of all of this. And as the title suggests, she Hulk attorney at law, as it hints at, she ultimately figures out how to be a hero, both as Hulk and as a lawyer. I, I don't know about you, but I kind of dig this premise. I, I, I love that. And it's presented as a 30 minute sitcom, which we hardly get any at all, more or less a superhero 30 minute sitcom. So what was one, I want to hear both. What was your first thought when yeah. you heard that this was being made? And then what was your thought as you watched it the first time and saw the, the, the angle they took of this? So it sounds ludicrous, right? I mean, it's <laughs> right. called She-Hulk Attorney at Law. At law so right. it's, it, it, like, what? It, it's right. the kind yeah. of premise that you think, like, when they run out of every idea that they could possibly come up with. <laughs> like, okay, a lawyer. It's like those later episodes of Night Court. You know where they've got uh, they, they've got superheroes <laughs> coming in and things like that. Yeah. Okay, but it's really a great show. It's hilarious, it is. and it it's is. it's kind of like it's kind of like you know the nineteen sixties Batman where they where it's campy on a level that they uh, that it's entertaining and they make fun of uh, right. uh, of the superhero genre. And so I right. love that whenever it can be both a product yeah. of the superhero uh, genre mm -hmm. while you know making uh, meta commentary and, on the whole genre and, and the. And it's great because it actually there's this cool backstory. It it it's actually exactly what the comic book was in terms of how they're doing this. Mm -hmm. Like uh, uh, the main character Jennifer She Hulk all, is very frequently breaking the fourth wall and talking to us, uh, and people go right. like, "Oh, it's ripping off uh, Deadpool." No, that's what she did in the original comic book uh, back when the uh, Hulk was on TV. Lou Ferrigno Hulk was on TV. Mm -hmm. And so what happened, the reason there's even a She-Hulk at all was the producer, I, I, I'm going to geek out. This is our geek out session. The producer. I, I, well, yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. The, the producer of Hulk, the television show, was also the producer of the $6 million man. And he spun mm -hmm. off the bionic woman so that he could have the rights over the character because uh, Six Million Dollar Man was based on something else and he didn't have full rights over it. So Stan Lee, being the brilliant man he was and seeing who he was working with, decided, I want to spin off a she character from the Hulk before this guy does it and then has full rights to it. So he literally, with one other guy, wrote the very first She-Hulk attorney at law. She, it wasn't called She-Hulk attorney at law, but she was an attorney. That was her job. And it was very snarky and funny and broke the fourth wall. And that's how we ended up getting the show was Stan Lee saying, I'm not going to let somebody else take these rights out of from under me, which made it even funnier at the end of the fourth episode when someone comes knocking on the door and serves her a notice that uh, she was being sued for trademark infringement because that's all but what Stan Lee created the series to do mm -hmm. to prevent from happening. So it's this kind of insider's wink, wink, nudge, nudge that went on there. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant, brilliant. But it's, it it's really, I love the show. I find it fantastic. Yeah. It is a, it is a, a, a breath of fresh air that we need right now in terms of comedy, but it also mm -hmm. doesn't hesitate to take on the difficult issues. Um, and and I, I love that about it. But, but one of the things that's concerning me about it, I, I don't know if you yeah. went and checked out mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes on this, but 
it's 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 getting what the uh, uh, review bombed. I, mean, I don't know if you've heard about this. Yeah, but it has mm-hmm. gotten hard yes. review bombed. Um, uh, for instance, uh, I think thirty one point almost thirty two percent of the reviews of this show on Rotten Tomatoes are one star ratings, and this show in no way deserves Crazy. a one star rating. And review yeah. bombing is thing that's become very popular uh even uh miss marvel um when mm-hmm. it first came out it was i think it had a 28 percent review bomb like 28 percent were one stars once again does not review the deserve that ridiculous. I, i'm yeah. following the, those last two who happen to feature women what why do you think review bombing has become such like there that's a lot of people that takes a lot of people what what is going on here yeah. man what's going on well, I think you're right, uh, and exactly what you said, Mark. That it's uh, we've got strong women superheroes, and you know there is this this whole movement uh, in uh, well, I mean worldwide, but we certainly see it here in the United States right now of uh, of renewed misogyny, and uh, oh, yeah. you know I think especially after this uh, this uh, Trump era where we've we've seen misogyny. Uh, kind of pulled out from under the rug as if it's right. okay again uh, to to be misogynistic. And so I think that whenever we we see this uh, uh, these folks that are on the ultra far right, they don't even want uh, even something in fiction they don't want to see. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to see women. And so did you see the meme like after uh, you know after the queen died and it said oh yeah. they've they've decided to make a man queen the the oh, uh yeah. the woke business has gone too far, too far. it's like uh right yeah, yeah. like they right. there's yeah, this yeah. whole story there's this whole narrative right about about uh, yep. about being woke and about how um if you're actually you know trying to promote equality in any way that you're uh that you're stepping on white men in particular and so yeah i'm not, i don't think it's surprising right that anytime I, I, it's, we see it's, any it's not surprising we, yeah yeah and it's beyond not surprising the man. Be, beyond being not surprising it's also i kind of yeah. love that that it that the the ultimate the one that they bombed the hardest yeah. so far is she hulk because Hulk is everything they're not. She's strong. Mm. She's assertive. She's mm. self-confident. Mm. She doesn't give a crap what other people think. She doesn't feel threatened by anybody. And she's a woman. I love that she is everything that they're not. And I have to believe that that's part of why they're going so hard at her. Because she is very successful at being everything that they're not. Uh, and, and that is, unfortunately, this particular group of folks find things like that offensive. <laughs> Which is, I don't want to be ridiculous. cruel or mean. It's ridiculous. It's almost funny. It's almost it's so it's so incredibly <laughs> ironic. It's not it's not mean funny. It's ironic funny, like crazy ironic. I, I, anyway. It is. Yeah. It well, is. one of it the is. things it is. I don't want to yeah. harp on that too much. One of the things that I love about this show is that it is mm-hmm. a smart show, even though it's a comedy. And, and I and I think it being about a lawyer, it makes a lot of sense for it to be a smart show. For instance, sure. one of the things that caught me immediately, I'm sure it caught you as well. Um, you know, with a lot of our other superhero stuff, we have things like uh, Uncle Ben saying, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. show opens up with Jennifer Walters, the character that she Hulk, saying, yeah. what is the responsibility of those with power? Do they merely have an obligation to refrain from the misuse of that power? Or 
Do they have a duty to protect those without it? I love that this is a smart show that's willing to, to present it in a comedic way that makes it a little softer and easier for us to take, but it's asking these very deep questions. And I don't want us to go too far into the questions because I know that's right. an, a different segment of the show, but I love that this is the kind of show where they're willing to play. It's written by three different women uh, and they mm-hmm. are, they are well awarded with uh, lots of yeah. shows that they've already written. And you can tell it is, it is, it finds this amazing balance between smart and funny and self-deprecating yeah. and strong and powerful. It's just, I, I, I love they're willing to do that. Yeah, you can tell it's smart because they put the thesis, not just of the show, but of the entire Marvel Universe right at the as the opening right. line of the show, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that that's the thesis yeah. of all of Marvel well, Super Mar- I, Marvel. I think it might ultimately be, but I don't think any other show has cracked it open. I think no, far, they haven't. Far, far too frequently, they kind of go with uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And, and not, yeah. you know, we're talking about the issue of, for all people, not just superheroes, yeah. is your responsibility mm-hmm. to not step on other people's rights or is your responsibility to benefit society, to do something positive, yeah. um, as she yeah. says, to protect those without uh, the ability to do so? Like, what are you doing? Um, what what kind of positive responsibility do you have in terms of are your actions doing more than just not interfering? Are they actually benefiting society? I think that that is... I don't think we've been, we've seen that question asked so clearly on any other Marvel, um, whether it's movies, television, comic books, or anything. I think you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, while we're geeking out on this, Mark, I've got to say that one thing that I appreciated uh, as a Marvel fan as uh, in the show was that we mm-hmm. we got, like, uh, a couple of answers that we hadn't received yet. So, like, we got to see how the smart Hulk was created. Right. Uh, and we, like we hadn't gotten an answer to that. Uh, we got kind of an explanation to the whole uh, Natasha lullaby thing that we hadn't gotten mm-hmm. an answer to. It was like, right. well, why is she singing to Bruce Banner? And um, here's, here's something else that I was struck by Mark, whenever yeah. I was uh, watching this, you know, um, we find out that if you're a Hulk, you can drink a whole bunch and you get all the fun parts of drinking, but, uh, but you know, none of the drunkness. And so mm-hmm. here's the thing, Mark, but they do I have, hang- you have a, they do have hangovers. That's hangovers. the thing. Here's the thing. But Mark. They're not, but, I think, yeah. I, I think you have a, a superhero power. I think you've got a super Hulk power, right. the ability yeah. to joy the alcohol without <laughs> the drunkness. <Right. laughs> you, you have seen this firsthand when we were at wild goose, uh, very much so that it is weird. Yeah. Uh, it, people think it's great. It's actually sort of a curse that it takes Hulk, Hulk size imbibements to, uh, to, to have any real impact. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, when I saw that, I kind of looked at it and went, Ooh, Maybe I have the enzyme. Maybe maybe I have that family That's enzyme. Right. Maybe I should get a if little you could of that, just, that Hulk blood. Yeah. And I, I could yeah, if you can get the Hulk blood. Maybe. Maybe. I've got the size already. I mean, I, I mean, it would be just a little bit of a like change. I'd be like, oh, look, Mark's talking out. Oh, he's an inch taller and uh, three inches wider. That's great. <laughs> yeah, for me, it would be like a foot, you know? Like, you're blessed right. with height, Mark. You are blessed with height. Well, I'm, I'm also cursed with width. So, you know. 
right. All right. We could go on and on, but I think that's a good place to move and pivot towards our Politico Theo Politico segment, which we'll hit right after this drop. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show, where I am coming to you live from my garage, and Mark is coming <laughs> to you live from the beach, and uh, uh, we are glad I, that I you know. could join us today. I'm so, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> As you should be. It is 90 <laughs> degrees in my garage right now. I am sweltering. You got your own, but, you know. you got your own personal <laughs> sauna, and I'm stuck here at this sandy, uh, windy Man. Yeah, lucky damn you. Damn it, somebody's got to do it's, it. And in San Diego. Okay, Mark, you yeah, brought man. forth, I think, the central thesis of the show. I want to know mm. what you think about it, okay? So she yep. says, uh, because this this hit me, like the opening lines of the show, I'm sitting there ironing my clothes, and I, I get this powerful statement. I'm like, whoa, she did just articulate this, this whole thesis. Okay, so she mm-hmm. says... Uh, with the responsibility of the, what is the responsibility of those in power? Do they merely right. have an obligation to refrain from the misuse of power or do they have a duty to protect those without it? And so I want to know what you think, Mark, do those who are in power, I mean, uh, like say the president of the United States right. uh, or, or someone in a position of authority like that, where they have real control over people's lives, right. is there obligation to, um, just refrain from the misuse of that power, like ensure that, say, Congress isn't misusing its powers, or mm-hmm. do they actually have an obligation to help those in need and living on the margins? What do you think? I think I think I think people won't like my answer to this. Um, yeah. So thanks. Uh, what I want to be uh, you're welcome. On vacation, what I want to be I'm on vacation is hated. Um, I, I think I think they do have a duty and an obligation to not use that power. I do not think it's a duty and obligation to make the world better. To, mm-hmm. But I do think it is morally inexcusable to, to, to not leverage that and make the world better if you can. I do think there mm-hmm. is. But to say that there is a duty or an obligation, I think, pushes a expectation of of a certain part of society on a person and say, well, you must conform to this. And I, I think that there has to be a lot more freedom in that. I would say that if they are not willing to use their place of power or whatever it is that provides them power in a way to uh, benefit society, benefit other people, then they're not so powerful anyway. They're actually um, mm. very weak in, in, in many ways. But but trying to say that it's a duty or an obligation for me is putting um, – societal expectations on them that are good societal expectations, but that we're celebrating this show that is saying there's societal expectations put on women that aren't, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be forcing expectations based on what society prefers. We should be looking at outcomes. So it's not, for me, it's more about the outcome. And so, yes, Mm. you have a duty not to hurt people, but it's not a, it's not a duty to make them better. What I always told my kids growing up, 
as a minister. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about preacher's kids said, look, three things. One, I don't care what you believe. Hmm. And here here comes the responsibility uh, of uh, not interfering in a negative way or whatever. I don't care what you yeah. believe, but as long as it doesn't hurt people. And that is a right. responsibility. That's a responsibility hmm. that you must have. And then you get bonus points if it helps people. Hmm. And that's how I see it. It's simplifying hmm. it for the the my kids. That's how, how I put that kind of larger moral concept is believe what you want to believe it. As long as it doesn't hurt people, that's the core right there. And then you get bonus points if it helps. I don't know. What do you what do you think? Yeah. So it doesn't sound like they have to hate on you too hard, Mark, because it, it sounds like uh, what I'm hearing you say is that uh, that maybe it's not a responsibility of those in power to um, to, to help people, but uh, they do have an obligation not to hurt them. But they they probably ought to, if they're decent right. human beings, try to help people. And I think that's right. I think, though, we uh, maybe not uh, as in uh, depends depending on who's in power. But I, I think certainly if people identify as as Christians that like without imposing our beliefs on one another. Uh, right. Because certainly there are people who tried to do that. Right. To sure. be oh, in positions yeah. of authority and oh, of course, impose yeah. their beliefs. Like you know, uh, I don't know. Say like uh, the right, the, uh, the right to choose. Like we we get people Absolutely. taking that away because that's their own belief, right? That's a belief that people are imposing mm -hmm. on others that take away yeah. the right. But uh, but I think that if there are people in power who are using their ethical obligations that they get from uh, from Christianity, like say uh, protecting those on the margins, uh, that I think that that those are good and decent human qualities and that those mm -hmm. are religious things but those are also just things that if you're a good humanist right. you know that you want to take care of or you just believe in the common good or you believe in the upbuilding of society that those hey, are look, things that you, you can actually to. you can actually come at this from a very selfish way and i don't care if you do yeah. like yeah. when other people are hurting when other people are mm -hmm. suffering it pulls all of society down it has a mm -hmm. negative impact on the world. The mm -hmm. more people we lift up, the better the world does, the more productive the world is, the more uh, enjoyment and happiness that is present in the world. You can be completely selfish and, and need to recognize that helping someone else helps you. It just does. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a theological uh, connection because we're all... Speaking of connections, we're all connected. It's, yeah. it's recognizing the reality of how deeply connected we all are. There's a lot of us who happen to think that that connection is part of what we call God. Um, mm. But you can even approach it from a very selfish way and, and recognize that connection, that connectedness of life, and that mm. you need to support and bring each other up if you only want, if, if for no other reason that you want your life to be better. I mean, you could even say things like it's good for the economy if the, if it not everyone is. is struggling, right? <laughs> so Absolutely. If, if people if people aren't burdened with say student loans that yep. are uh, a go. crazy amount, or people aren't burdened mm -hmm. by other kinds of debt, that if we're willing to forgive those kinds of debts, that that's uh, stuff that is not just you know a moral and ethical obligation yeah. to forgive debts, but that like that's good to stimulate the economy. And so yeah. we can use those kinds of arguments too to, to, to think about how we help people and lift people up. So one of the mm. other things that I was struck by, Mark, and mm. I'm, I'm curious about this, is that, yeah. that we see in She-Hulk 
that uh, Jen is like instantly better at being a Hulk than Bruce Banner oh, is, right? Like he spent like 15 years. Yeah, he's he's written all of these uh, journals, these instruction yeah. manuals, and she oh, doesn't yeah. need them. Oh, yeah. oh, she yeah, just yeah. like inherently knows how to control anger. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, she says that that comes from being a woman. And yeah. uh, I was curious about your perception about this, uh, Mark. Is it inherently harder to, to be a woman? And I realize the irony of asking you this. <laughs> you're, you're two, well, two guys talking about I, this. Well, Mark, I, what do you think? Is it is but, it hard to be a woman? Is it harder to be a woman? But I also realize that, that you and I both already understand the answer to this and that you're tossing me a softball and I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course it is, man. We're in a male-dominated society that belittles women. I mean, look look at this. In order to be taken seriously, all right, mm -hmm. uh, Jennifer, for her to be taken, she has to hulk out at the job. She has to mm -hmm. hulk out to save the courtroom. And she even has to hulk out to get a date. Yes, yeah. society is stacked against, <laughs> like, like even in this show that is trying to recognize the pressures that that um, society, the negative pressures and expectations society puts on women, even in a show like that, what we're seeing at least early on is the only way she earns the respect that she already deserves is to be Hulk. She had to be Hulk to get the job and order like she's in the courtroom. And the only way she saves everybody in the courtroom, at least for one scene, is to be Hulk. Uh, she's trying to get dates, can't get dates. The moment she does it as hope, she gets dates. So, yes, of course, uh, society is structured in a way that women are constantly having to be more aware of their emotions because men will use it against you if you let your emotions be real um, and having to control them in a way uh, that makes them much more aware and adept at who they are emotionally than most men are uh, and men particularly like in the in the conservative world are celebrated for letting their negative emotions that are are, are hurtful letting them out celebrated for it and even a small portion of that from a woman is looked down upon and like oh she's a loud person and she's you know bossy and she's blah 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 so yeah, of course, man. It, it's 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 obscene and, and horrible, and I love the show is dealing with it. I mean, it's like I, it's like yeah. I mean, it's like when whenever they people said that Hillary was going to be too emotional as a woman, right. President, right? Excuse and then me? after, <laughs> and then right after she lost the election, right? She have you seen this uh, this meme where she goes out and she does uh, she does a documentary, starts a podcast, oh, yeah, is, exactly. uh, contributing yeah. to charitable foundations, all this stuff. Whereas yep. Trump loses the election and he uh, pitches a hissy fit for two years, right? Like exactly. tell me again that women uh, are too emotional to be president so i love this uh genie marie who's watching live says if men had to do what women yeah. have to do then we would be an extinct species and i've got to say that my wife right. tells me that all the time she i think says, that's uh, caleb I, you, there's no way men can do it I but don't here think men but listen listen here's yeah. the thing i'm looking at that exact same comment and genie you're yeah. on point the yeah. sad part is in order to say that there was a little piece of her felt like she had to put an lol on the end and you know uh, what? It's, it's not an LOL. We you don't make need, it. You don't need the LOL there because that's just dead serious. That is a like, like 
That's yep. real. But society is structured in a way that in order for it to be a little more palatable, you put LOL in it. In order to make a superhero show about how society represses women and has unreal expectations of them, you have to make it a 30-minute sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, I mean, not hey, that I don't well, love the show. Don't Not that I don't love the show. Because that is a reality. I'm not uh, – I, 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 Jenny, she did what she needed to do. That LOL, you needed to do that because a lot of people need to hear what you just said. We needed a 30-minute sitcom about this shit because a lot of people need to hear what it says. That's right. That's right, we do. And, you know, this brings up a, a ton of, of real political issues. And it's funny because it is a sitcom, but, but it brings forth a lot of issues. Uh, but we're not going to be able to talk about it anymore because we've got to move into our next segment, uh, the Make Me Look Stupid segment. <laughs> but before we do, yes, here's how we, I want to end more time this, segment. In this segment. Yeah. We, we do. Here's, what, we, here's how I want to end it, Mark. Okay, right, I want right. to end it with a quote from Jen when she's mm. talking to Bruce Banner about uh, controlling her emotions after she's gotten all this down, she can shift into She-Hulk and back right. to Jen. Yeah, yeah, Here's yeah. what she says. She says, I'm great at controlling my anger. I do it all the time when I'm catcalled on the street mm. by incompetent men, when incompetent men explain my own area expertise to me, because if I don't, I'll be called emotional or difficult, or I might literally get murdered. And boy, ain't that the truth. So let's end this segment. Let's go and try and make each other look stupid, Mark. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us to the final, the final segment of the mm -hmm. Moonshine Jesus Show. We are very uh, thankful. We've had several technical difficulties. Uh, we tried to broadcast once already, and uh, it took me about four or five minutes to figure out that the power cord that I was using to extend myself from uh, out into this, uh, the deck overlooking the beach went bad. It but I tried everything else first. So those of you that are still with us, you are troopers and we are genuinely thankful for you. Absolutely. Uh, but so we've entered into our make me look stupid segment. And mm -hmm. frequently I let you go first. I try to be benevolent uh, uh, yes, director of this of segment. Yeah. But honestly, I'm not sure that I have the best question. I think I, it's an interesting question. So I'm going to go ahead and and, and uh, go first uh, since I, I get to lead this. Okay. So here's my question, and it's based on my a thesis that I have. I okay. think a, my thesis about this show in, in a lot of ways is that this is a show where superpowers are being used as a symbol for female liberation. So my question for mm. you is, is that part of what they're doing? And part two, is that a good thing? Uh, so, uh, I don't oh, know. I, think, I, just, I, need um, to say, I just need to say, since the segment's called You Look Stupid, and your first response was, oh, 
I kind of feel validated already. I wasn't sure. I feel a little validated. <laughs> Not only was it uh, but it was also I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like that might be the definition points. of I get uh, points. I get points. <laughs> Where's the I get points. Why don't we have why don't we have like a digital scoreboard on we, this? We really uh, should. We should have a digital scoreboard that pops in this segment that shows how many of each of us have managed to win so far. All right. All right. All right. So, well, we, yeah. I have I have helped you significantly stall. This, I don't know if it's an interesting question. I think it might be. So superpowers being used as a symbol yes. for female liberation. One, do you think that's part of what's going on? And two, if so, is that a good thing? Maybe, although, I mean... This is which one which of question is which times. which 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 question are you answering? Maybe to there were two questions there. I, okay, I, 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 that's the answer to any I, damn question. You, may, you know, no matter maybe, what Mark. the question is, you go, I don't know, maybe you like chocolate ice cream, maybe. Uh, well, you know, and and whether or not it's a good answer or not depends on whether you're like looking off into the distance and stroking your chin. Yeah, maybe how how contemplative uh, you are when you okay. say maybe. I'll give you that. The first question, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so look in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we don't have a lot of women with superpowers. Right. Um, so the uh, Wanda is one, uh, but I mean, even okay, but I, but I'm saying in this particular show because I, I really think it stands out more here than anywhere else in mm -hmm. in the marvel universe yeah it does feel like at least in four episodes in yeah that superpowers are standing in being a symbol for female liberation because we have a lawyer who who was very capable but really didn't find success until the superpowers kicked in. So are they using superpowers as a symbol for female liberation? And I, I actually don't think that there's a simple answer to yes. I, one, I think that is what they're doing. The second part of my question, I think, is the more important part because I think that's actually a somewhat complicated answer. So... I, I still am at the maybe, I think, because uh, I, I think that uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, she's one of only a few female super uh, superheroes with powers. I'm not sure that she's really... Uh, I'm going to stroke my chin, too, while I'm doing this to give it gravitas. Mm. I really feel <laughs> like maybe... I, I was uh, just doing it because my beard was getting blown in one direction. I was trying to straighten it up. But you know what you need to do. <laughs> I'm doing it to try and uh, give my argument some weight here, okay? I, I like I'm it. Okay, sure I'll listen now. Because, because look, she doesn't want the superpowers, but they're being forced on her. Um, and so I, I don't know that she has a choice in this. I, I think she wants to make her path on her own, and it's almost like she's getting she's getting these powers uh, without her can without. Her certainly and and certainly she's having to become she hulk to be successful also without her consent so i i'm not sure that if it's a metaphor for female liberation i i, I don't think mm -hmm. it's a good one uh i i don't because she's not choosing it and uh as she doesn't want it 
And she's having to kind of adapt who she is as a person to be successful. So where I'm landing after all of this circling around, Mark, (laughs) is I am landing on, if it's a metaphor for female liberation, I think it's a bad one. So, gotcha. uh, gotcha. So I, I've heard you think it's you think that it's a, a metaphor for female liberation. I, I 100% do you think it's think, a good one or a bad one. I, I 100% think that, that they at least that that's what it is, whether it's intentional or unintentional. I don't know because the way that they wrote it, it's very clear that the moment she gets her superhero powers, she gets yeah. more respect. She gets she gets liberated. She gets liberated. Uh, is it good or bad? Now, that's a whole different question for me because um, liberation, I think, is necessary for anyone who's being oppressed in any way. So that's great. Um, I can make the argument that it's good because what it is showing is that a, a, a woman who is being strong and bold in who she is um, and, and not having to deal with societal expectations so it becomes uh, accepted and not questioned and, and not marginalized. And I think that's a, a brilliant message to give. But I think you nailed the issue with the whole thing is that it wasn't a choice. Like, um, so being big and strong is finally accepted in a woman. And I don't mean physically even. I just mean a large personality, uh, uh, s- strong in opinion, strong in the way you approach life, strong in all of those different things as a metaphor almost. But it had been a lot better if she had made this as a choice. Um, and there were lots of ways they could have gone with how she becomes She-Hulk. In the comic books, I believe it was a necessary uh, infusion that happened. Uh, because mm-hmm. she was in some kind of accident. I don't remember specifically. Um, they had every opportunity here for her to be in an accident and him be standing there and her to make the choice of, do I take an infusion from him that might make me Hulk? I think mm-hmm. that could have been a, a stronger way of presenting this because ultimately it does become a, a symbol of sorts of female liberation. I wish it had been, to your point, more of a choice and not just something that happened. I don't know, Mark. I hear you kind of agreeing with me and saying that if it's a symbol for liberation, it's not a good one. Huh? It's not a good one. Women have to have choice, right? And so if we're forcing, no, if we're forcing something, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. For sure. All right, good. Okay, well, we've already uh, we've already established. I said, uh, well, you know, I don't know. The next- <laughs> it's all good. It, was, it was a good answer, and I think you ultimately got at the real point of. I think I think I think I think it can it be a point. Deep. I think it can be a point of of great liberation, but unfortunately, it wasn't a choice. Go ahead. Okay, good. Okay, well, I, make you know, me look. I'm make lo- me look stupid, man. Come on, make me look no, stupid. I, I'm gonna lob you a softball question, Mark, because I just want to know what you think about this. I want to know who you think right. is the better Hulk. I want to know if you think Bruce Banner, or if Jen is the better Hulk. What do you think? Oh, I, I, that's a great question. I think that ultimately, I prefer. I prefer Jen, man. Uh, mm, yeah, yeah. I think uh, here's the thing about Bruce. Bruce is yeah. way too like. When I'm a human, I'm very smart. When I am Hulk, I smash. Um, 
And for me, that's like, like that, where, where's the subtlety in that? Where's the reality in that? Where, where is there any kind of uh, nuance? I love uh, that Jen is it, very much two different people. Like yeah. when she and and she comes from Black Mirror, the the actress, uh, and mm-hmm. she, where she played forty some characters that were all the same person with different personalities, clones, and all that. Mm-hmm. And so she's really great. We almost have three characters. We've got um, Jennifer, we've got She Hulk, and then we got the person who talks to us through the fourth wall, who is slightly different, almost yeah. like a narrator, and she does a great job at yeah. all of them. I think I really very much prefer her version of Hulk because there's so much more nuance and so much more like with Bruce, the two battle each other. Yeah. Um, with, with Jen, they really sort of help each other. They grow from each other. They learn from each other. And that's so much more real to life for me. I, I, I really kind of like hers. What What about you? I mean, what's, where, where would you go on that question? I, I'm going to give a simple answer. It's not nearly as deep. I like her better because I've always found Bruce Banner annoying. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just have always found his character no, to fair. be annoying. Uh, so I, I'm going with her too. And I think, you know, this show's a lot of fun. I can't wait to see where it goes. So that's maybe a good way to wrap. Absolutely. Uh, She-Hulk, what do you think? Uh, I completely agree. Can't wait to see where it goes. I think there's a lot of possibility. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Should we tell them what we got in store for next week, Mark? I think so. I don't know if anyone is a big fan of horror, but I'm not. And (laughs) I, I... the Predator series, the first one I was okay with, I didn't love, I didn't hate, yeah. but whatever. And then they seem to get worse and worse and worse. Well, there is a new Predators Absolutely. movie app. Uh, it's on Hulu. We hope that you all will go watch it and, and, and participate with us in the next Moonstone Jesus show. And it stars for the first time ever. A Native American woman has the lead in a major motion picture. Um and basically, the scenario is that a warrior of the Comanche Nation, her name is Naru, ends up fighting to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. Um, it is pre-colonial America. It is amazing. I think you will very much enjoy this, even if you're not a horror a movie person. I, this is, it is so much fun and so interesting, and it's great to watch that actress. Uh, uh, I personally, it'd be the first time, as far as I know, that someone in a horror movie could be nominated for an Emmy, but I think she deserves it. It's that good. It's that good. Well, I can't wait to see it. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited. It's gotten great reviews. And uh, so I hope you'll check it out before next week. And we're going to do something almost unprecedented. We're going to tell you what to watch two weeks out. First time today. We're trying to get better. Only the second time ever on the show that we're going to do this. This is great planning. (laughs) You and I, we're we're planning really well. I should go on vacation more often. You should. I mean, why not? You know, live your life at the beach. Um, So in two weeks from today, we're going to watch the new Avatar movie. So you're going to have to go to theaters to watch Mm -hmm. that. But go ahead and watch it. It's not the new one. It's the old one being redone and rebroadcast. And uh, And in anticipation for the new one. 
How about this, Mark? Is it is it in 3D? Uh, remember, that was, the big thing. that was the big thing. That was the big thing. Right? I, I whenever this suspect. thing was released. Yeah, I haven't actually read it, but there, I, I think there's no way that they're not doing it in 3D. And now you've got the, uh, I, don't, I call them rumble seats. I don't know what you really call it, where you can actually sit in the theater yeah. and have the physical experience as they're flying through the air and different things like that. I'm sure it's all of that. It, there's one in town. I will, I will say right now, I'm going to go watch it that way. I've never watched a film uh, in the that that environment that I, other than at Disney World kind of stuff. Uh, I'm going to do that. I think that would be a fun movie to to re-experience in, in that environment. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I can't wait to watch it again. All right. So thank you all for being here on the Moonshine Jesus Show, mm-hmm. and we hope to see you next week uh, as we look at uh, Prey. And cheers to you, Caleb. Cheers, Mark. Catch you next time on the Moonshine Jesus Show. Moonshine Jesus.